0: Welcome everyone to the Last Video Store Clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the Last Video Store Clerks. (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a great one everything's gonna be fine we missed it by a little bit but it's been a full year of the podcast mostly because i was counting the episodes and i didn't realize we had done so many minis and things counted as 52 and i was like oh a year (laughs) and we lost one so technically we've lost two right yeah lost the very very first one Have we lost three no no we haven't lost three we didn't record one and then we re-recorded it weeks later and then, so the very first one was Shadow in the Cloud? Yes. The one about us <laughs> talking about being video store clerks, that's the original Lost episode. Okay. I forgot what one it was. It had no it focus. Was. It wasn't about a movie. It, it was just... It was good practice. Yeah, it was just us talking. And then I uh, i butchered it and destroyed the audio file, trying to figure out how to make people talking sound. I pictured you with, like, a meat cleaver. No, I just... Uh, I, digital yeah i I, I did way too many things that were permanent yeah and uh that's not how you do it (laughs) (laughs) oh man did you check out anything new exciting i mean we're gonna do a mini episode about the big thing i watched but uh i also like watched parks and rec we started watching that again but i started from season two i didn't feel like watching season one again It's not as good as the other seasons. Fell into the pit. It was almost a like season of The Office, Mm -hmm. and then they started to be their own show in season two. Yeah, the characters. Oh, God. What? Donna's hair in the first couple seats. Like, they just didn't. It was not her. Was still trying to be like a weird group of people. They hadn't fallen into their characters yet. I think he was trying to write, I think he pitched it as an office, you know. And then people just had, like, Tom, you know tom haverford yeah and then everybody became their own but that was the thing is in both cases it's completely character driven doesn't really matter what happens every episode i know it's like it's when i see the raw film of people auditioning for the office u.s version all the people that tried out that audition for the different roles what's ben's name from parks and rec severance what's his name adam scott yes first name adam last name me i know it's just one of those names i know it i know it it's just sometimes it isn't there I think he read for the part of Jim. Oh, really? Yeah. I believe it was Jim. I don't think it was Michael. I think he read for Jim. He would have been a fine Jim from my point of view. But A fine Jim. A fine Jim. Some of the Dwights were just like, no, good good deal. <laughs> yeah, they really nailed that one. Yeah. Man, he's so good. But yeah, we needed another, uh, like a... 20 minute thing where i'm like no you're gonna pass out so we're gonna watch this and then i'm gonna go watch whatever afterwards comfort tv yeah i watched a little mandalorian almost done okay uh katie sack off man i adore her she's great her smile is the best i'm telling you when i got that stuff from her auction thing you told me about whoever packed it her there were like stickers on the box a little letter printed out you know like oh thanks for getting this and that i was like oh this makes me feel awesome like thank you i think that money went to help michael hogan as well yeah colonel tye because okay. he fell down and hit his head and couldn't afford to work even and... better i was more than happy you should be sent that to me i was like yes got Olympia that christmas present yeah she's a rad lady yeah if for no other reason you should watch the mandalorian you don't need to be into star wars necessarily or know what's going on it's such a western i'm not up to date on my pew pews k okay. sackhoff is solid in it but she doesn't come in until like halfway through the second season mm. still she does great and well in what i've seen you know other things yeah it's a fantastic <laughs> it's it's the last like i've seen that she does in great in space, it space except ellie is a yoda oh in space and pedro pascal is still pedro pascal <laughs> <laughs> gonna go back and you're gonna find that episode of buffy he was in he told a story how about uh Doing that voice for a kid in the airport over FaceTime. And he was like, but it's like a bedroom voice. And this kid had no idea who I was because I wear a helmet all the time. So he was like, I was like looking into an iPad in the airport, talking to like a six year old boy going, yeah, I'm the Mandalorian. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it works. I have to see that Nicolas Cage movie. Yes. Yes. I was gonna search for it earlier this week when I was when I was couch stricken. I think it's still not free anywhere. No, I don't believe it is free. You already pay for it. Free? Yeah, or it's on like Stars. But do you have Stars? Fucking nobody has Stars. Every now and then I feel like it's on through Amazon or Hulu or something. Like it's just there. Stars has an excellent selection of movies, but it's not a deep collection. Like I feel like it's like it's just random in the right way. It would happen uh, the way that we went through the AMC Plus movies. That's yeah, about we're, like, that's where that is. Yeah, I'm good with what I watch. I didn't need to see anything else in there. That's the thing. And what, that was a month? I needed to try more things from Shudder. That's what I wanted. Okay, okay. I could have tried more things from Shudder. I'll say the same thing. I could have done more Shudder. But I feel like the ones that I did try that I wasn't feeling were some of the Shudder movies, not the AMC Plus movies. I wanted to do some of their stuff. Like some of their programming, their original mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, yeah. James Wan is directing a Dead Space movie. Pretty good. It's a pretty good choice. Very competent yeah. man. Competent director. wonder what kind of budget it's going to have. If it's not huge, it's going to suck, man. That's what I'm saying. It's this, you know, anything space, if you don't have it. Well, you have to go hardcore with the, like, thing special effects, the backwards mm. stuff. I think he could do that. I wish I could. I tried an indie space movie once. The room was square, man. And I watched the whole movie. Every room was square. Like it was a room. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Yes. I feel like that's why I finished it. If that movie had a budget, I feel like it really would have been something. Yeah. But poor fucking whoever put that together, it's like, damn, man. Like, nice try with what you have, but shit, that was tough. Like, I mean, it looked awful. That's a bummer. But I watched the whole thing because I felt like the story was. It was there, I, and I'll I'm never down for that. I'll never remember the name of it either. It was oh, a random was late like, night. You're about to tell no, me. man. Just I was just like, that's what happens. So hopefully they do Dead Space right. I hope it gets a big budget, and it doesn't get Resident Evil to death, mm-hmm. because that's closer to it's the thing in Alien mixed together. <laughs> yeah, it is. Man, those weapons. Okay, don't yeah, Not with a little go. Event Horizon. The good part of the Event Event Horizon Horizon. story is there. Um, I just don't want it to look like Event Horizon. I will never learn Latin. No. um, No, I did. I went through some random stuff. To go to sleep, I watched all the Bourne movies, like the first three. Sweet. The Renner one is there, but I've only watched it once in life, and I'm like, maybe. I did watch the Jeremy Renner, or the 2020 episode with Kelly. Oh, like him talking about the accident? Yeah. I saw clips. It made me sad. He really is like, this was my fault yeah and he was like really upset that he put his parents through it and stuff uh, well yeah but one of the things i saw was the breakdown of what happened and damn yeah i mean yeah he got fucking crushed man i know to be alive was pretty much the same though well, and when the story first came out, I pictured one of the push snowplows. You know what I mean? That's what I, I pictured like a smaller snowplow. Exactly. Like, not like a snow cat. was like cat. a snow cat. Yeah. Yeah. Not a snow cat. Yeah. Not like. That was a, like an Antarctic vehicle. Heavy equipment. Like, you might as well have been a fucking front end loader. He got lucky, though. He didn't get crushed by the actual tires. The tracks? Yeah. It was like, it has the, the pressure point of the tracks was on the inside and he was on the outside. Yeah. And it was big enough for, to run over him though it's like if it went over a rock his and just eyeball formed. popped out his fucking head dude oh i didn't hear that yeah they had to put his eyeball back in his head it works but it was like like <laughs> i don't like eyeball <laughs> stuff dude i know you don't that's why i told you that's why i wear glasses he kept pointing to it in the 2020 thing too yeah you know because my eye i mean it's gonna be a cool drinking story like my fucking eye was out i did not know that part i just know I, it made me kind of sad he has great shame and i'm not a fan of jeremy Renner by any measure yeah i mean i'll probably end up watching the fourth born yeah, it was one when he did that billy bob thornton thing where he was like people want to see me play guitar and i was like no did he do that yeah um, john oliver got all up on top of him about it man okay i didn't yeah i didn't know that either um no i because of what we uh you know bodies i watched spring breakers notice the that- fuck yeah <laughs> that was intense it's a ride it's like a it's like a modern day kids but i appreciate like the all-female cast the song he sings mm-hmm. in it where he plays the piano Yes, <laughs> it's like a britney spears britney spears song. yeah that scene is intense 2013 right that was great for them and i mean it was a real growth of harmony corinne too when you look at like his career from kids and gummo to that, yeah. like and those chicks were bad dude yeah man that was like damn like the you know the the real down chicks the two really down chicks yes shit so yeah glad i checked also, that Franco out. was kind of scary yeah you <laughs> gotta give it to him Think he's a goofball. Him, yeah he did good love the hair <laughs> um okay uh watched american manhunt the boston uh, the boston marathon bombing the new doc on netflix oh yeah covered a little more than what i'd seen in other specials and documentaries in the mark Wahlberg movie um finally finished the last of us i was about to ask it's about time yes i was about to stop asking actually that's how far along we were yeah um but yeah really i mean i'm glad i got to check out spring breakers that was fucking nuts can't believe i missed that it's I, quite a movie. I had no idea I missed that. And then I was like, 2013? I was like, fuck, what was I doing in 2013 where I didn't even like know this was a thing? Um, you didn't know it was a thing? I didn't know it was a thing. Oh, man. I thought you had at least seen the trailer. I mean, that just nailed it for like that time if you were like right there. I wasn't at that point in life in 2013, but accurate. <laughs> and But I do like how those chicks were just down. Fuck, man. They did zero fucks. Yeah, it was right there in that post- MTV Spring Break World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, let's get drunk, ass titties, drinking. Ooh, sand, sun. I really thought it was like that. Bad decisions just everywhere during spring break. They go to spring break at port aransas or <laughs> South Padre. <laughs> yeah. Not that movie. That's that's not the same spring breakers. <laughs> Different. But I bet you could come up with a cool story. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. And I wanted to say we should think. Remember how I mentioned No Escape, Ray Liotta? Yeah. It's on Prime. It is, yeah. I've I never it. seen it. Like, I feel like it was on Netflix when Netflix was first a thing. Like, when it was streaming, it was like happening. I feel like that's the last time I saw No Escape. And then we talked about it, and now it's on Prime. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Fucking Ray Liotta movie that I saw on HBO or Cinemax probably 50 times. That's a lot of times. I think I've seen that movie maybe once one or two times well that was back in the day of one hbo one cinemax so whatever movie they were really trying to push man if you were at home a lot that's that's what was there like every few movies was that yeah i mean like every nine hours you know you go to like three four movies there it was again i saw a lot of things via tnt and usa when i was a kid because we never had hbo proper how did usa have nudity late at night back then I don't sometimes. Lefemme Nikita and it was like stuff after like midnight. Even movies, like yeah, but 80s they had a block of like more risque television. Yeah, how did that happen? Everything was still like censored back I think then. It was just the early days of cable. They we were like, we can get that... this in between at twelve central time. Yeah, we came around when cable was really new. You know, after, but HBO wasn't a box because HBO used to be a box they sent you. Yeah. And you put it on Cable your and t- yeah, it was the home box office. Some of those first ones still had a clicker because the arrows were so simple. Yeah, because my grandmother <laughs> still had one, but then she didn't have HBO because they didn't do it that way anymore. She was like, already like, I'm not changing well yeah the first one remember when it was like most of them were red and then they went to green and it was like oh it's green now or like it was vice whatever yes you know that was exciting though it's like it's a different it's a different color number <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight <laughs> oh but a dollar i'm glad i got to watch some stuff though you know like yeah I had some you know time glad you just took to, some time off yeah for you yourself know, it happens the first day I didn't sleep enough. So the second day I was like, I should sleep. And then I slept for four hours of the day after I'd been awake in the morning. And at that point you're like, Shh, I could have done some stuff, but I was like, nah, just rest, you know, get sleep. Shit feels good. It's like I try and tell the kid, like one day you're, you're not going to get naps. You should enjoy the nap while you, yeah, can you get Yeah, you'll wish it. you had. Yeah, that's my whole approach, and it's not trying to be a smartass. It's like, no, like you will fucking miss this. Love it. You know how many times in high school I wished we had naps? Maybe I would have done better. All I wanted to do was go to sleep at uh-huh. some point during the day. And I if got, you did, someone woke you the fuck up. I got Bullshit. in trouble. I was I was a sleeper in class. I was always jealous of like that kid who was kind of scary, that nobody would wake him up. The teacher <laughs> wouldn't wake him up or anything. But I was like, you, what the fuck? I can't. You can't, but no, they could. This was the one. Mm -hmm. The 90s. Today we're talking about the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) Cocaine Bear. It's a good thing to do. We'll call it a year anniversary, even though we just realized late that it happened. Yeah, it's like uh, it's the buffer from the the weeks missed. Yes. The, The weeks missed. It's like a balance. Yeah, and I think people should watch this movie. And why not watch it? After you have a Celsius. Oh, God, no. <laughs> we lost the Celsius commercial in the last episode. It was an unprompted Celsius commercial. No you could us watch Cocaine Bear on Celsius. Or you could do cocaine. That would have been a crazy one. I don't know if you would have been able to pay attention, though. You probably would have like started playing a game or something. Well, we both have horrifying attention deficit disorder, so that's probably why we would react that way. Like a bear on cocaine. It was intense. But I thought in the back of my mind that this was going to be like Snakes on a Plane, and it was not. Kind of. Kind of, but... But no, not as much. I think if anyone thinks that this movie is like Snakes on a Plane or Piranha or Sharknado, that's not what this is. No, it had a pretty good 80s grain. Like, not picture quality-wise, but like, you know. The music was really spot on. (sighs) The music was great. The costumes were great. And just in general, people were giving it their all. For some coked-out bear action. It was nonstop. And some of the back and forth. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It was good. Some of the dialogue. Like, they were taking dialogue so seriously (laughs) that did not necessitate that level of acting. But they did it anyway, and it was great. I can tell you liked it by the amount of notes. I deep dove a little bit. And you watched the... I did watch the The true story yes i did uh we're not going to talk about that that much though because there are hundreds of podcasts true crime podcasts with researchers that i have respect for that have done good episodes on the actual cocaine bear yeah the only reason i'm making faces and breathing funny about it is (laughs) because i kind of i wanted to know that's what i'm saying is i don't think that watching it would have brought that much to talking about the movie well look i get this unskewed you know yeah and you could do it later and you should it's really interesting it's an interesting story, but it mostly has to do with things leading up to the movie. Is it watch. because once you watch it, you want a little more? <laughs> yes. Hey, it's only three. Can you call somebody? <laughs> Wait, sorry, it's four, but can you call somebody? <laughs> I could drive anywhere. <laughs> yeah, dude, we got gas. You got cigarettes. <laughs> I'm not even drunk anymore. I'm not even drunk anymore. <laughs> Cocaine Bear takes place in 1985 when drug smuggler Andrew C. Thornton 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 you got I think you got a Thornton Thus Anyway, the second bangs his head jumping out of a plane with a shipment of cocaine bound for mob boss Sid White. Duffel bags of cocaine rain over the Chattahoochee National Forest. The body lands in Knoxville, Tennessee. And a large quantity of coke is then ingested by a bear who goes on a killing spree in search of maintaining that sweet, sweet Yayo high. Caught in the path of the frenzy, middle schoolers Dee Dee and Henry skip school and hike to a secret waterfall and are pursued by Didi's Dee mother, Suri, and Sid sends his fixer, David, and his son Eddie to retrieve the shipment. Along the way, we meet local 80s analogue of Stephen King gang members, the Duchamps, also a fucking Stephen King name, straight up. Really? you champ? Mm Mm-hmm. Stand by me. Oh. Park Ranger Liz and wildlife activist Peter, and in hot pursuit of the crime of the century, Detective Bob and Officer Reba. No last names. While the movie might not exactly resemble the true events that inspired this, it's a hell of a lot of fun. That's how they spell hell of a for hell of a smoke bomb in the anarchist cookbook. You can buy the anarchist cookbook now, but it's like not what it was when we were teenagers. What's funny is I bet I have that on a three and a half inch floppy. Not a lot of the information is useful anymore. Does anybody even have anything like they could put that in? But I did do the uh, like salt water in a vending machine, spray it in the coin slot, and it just starts dumping sodas. Worked like a charm. No way. Yes. Uh, tennis ball bomb. The match heads in a tennis ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one was interesting. We tried some of the uh, payphone stuff, and it didn't work. Well, no, and we had to be careful because we read stories about, oh, well, dogs will get the tennis balls. So we were very careful not to leave any tennis balls behind. (laughs) Disclaimer. Also, I was 13. (laughs) 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 It's like, like I said, somewhere I have that on a three and a half inch floppy. I'm getting like this to get hyped for that. (laughs) I feel like this is where I need to be. You look really relaxed like George Costanza in that picture he takes with the robe Uh, well if you want me to be one of your french girls it's a a fucking (laughs) is it a nickel or a dime what is it quarter no you need to watch Titanic so you so you fucking uh, <laughs> you can help me figure out if it's a nickel or a dime. The true story is less climactic. About three months after Thornton dropped the cocaine in the Chattahoochee Forest, an empty duffel bag with cocaine residue was found, and a bear that ingested all of it was found dead of an apparent overdose. Its taxidermied remains were eventually put on display at the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall, and a rumor to have once been owned by Wayland Jennings. However. The actual bear was found in a state of decomposition, and that is most likely not the actual cocaine bear of lore. What, roadside attraction thing? I want to believe. I, I mean, it doesn't hurt to believe. Most interesting, though, after Thornton's body fell into the driveway of a Knoxville resident, he was wearing a bulletproof vest, Gucci loafers, and was in possession of 35 kilos of cocaine, night vision goggles, $4,500 in cash, six gold Kruger rounds, a fistful of precious stone, multiple knives, and two pistols cocaine bear is the third feature-length film directed by elizabeth banks it was written by jimmy warden who also wrote the babysitter killer queen the ensemble cast features carrie russell as Ceree. alden Ehrenreich as is eddie o'Shea jackson jr is david ray leota is sid isaiah whitlock jr is bob brooklyn prince is dd Dee Dee, christian Convery is henry matthew reese is andrew thornton Margot martindale is ranger liz ranger liz man like uh a- i like that actress Yes, yeah, she did good. She was really good and justified. <laughs> uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson is Peter. Christopher Hivju is Olaf. Uh, Hannah Hakstra is Elsa, and uh, Ayula Smart as Officer Reba. The movie was theatrically released on February 24th of 2023 and is currently streaming on Peacock. The film is the last movie Ray Leo to finish production on before his passing last year, and the film is dedicated to his memory. I was really glad that popped up at the end. Cocaine Bear was intended to be a temporary working title. The producers decided to release it under that name as they couldn't think of anything else. I couldn't think of anything else. Isn't that why they named "Snakes on a Plane"? That was they couldn't think of anything to call it, or was Samuel L. Jackson demanded they keep it that way? Who knows? I that's the the rumor. Anyway. I, I heard a thing that inst- like his his lightsaber had to be purple. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean the man makes requests and they are granted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying no to Samuel L. Jackson. Fuck. He can have whatever he wants. I mean, if George Lucas can't say no to Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) The man's an icon. Uh, He's fucking almost 82 and he looks like he's he looks amazing. He looks fucking great. Fucking still doing action movies with Ryan Reynolds. They're not great, but you know, he was they're all right. He was the one who held up McDowell's (laughs) in coming to America. Yeah. That was him. Fuck. Yeah, he's been around, man. It's like when you see Lawrence Fishburne in like a late '80s, early '90s movie, and you're like, "Whoa, that's a skinny guy." <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you watch like Apocalypse Now, and he's like a kid. Yes, that's oh, that's, that's. What's like... really crazy is seeing Empire of the Sun, uh-huh. Christian Bale. He's just a baby. Well, and I think did I go? <laughs> I think I went from samuel l jackson to Lawrence fishburne because somebody mixed up <laughs> samuel l jackson or it was him or ving rames and he was like that's not me oh god man yeah so lots going on here this is one of those uh this is where you can say batshit crazy movies and it was kind of like friday the 13th with a bear yeah with a bear like it had a slasher movie vibe to Dude, it. No, it would like scurry in the background just like <laughs> i wish jason did that like a crackhead in a dave Chappelle bit (laughs) no it was uh it was great shit all around from the very beginning you're like okay matthew reese in that plane just having a good old time i was like this is fucking nuts and i was like well i mean you know you're up there might as well party while you're going down and then i just love the slip (laughs) elizabeth banks is good at making comedies yeah she just hasn't made one i wanted to see yet because <laughs> it was a pitch perfect two and uh aka excuse me is that in pitch perfect two aka awesome are you trying to not admit that you saw pitch perfect two maybe i've seen all the pitch perfect movies there's nothing wrong with that watching people sing makes me uncomfortable i'm not a big fan of, i'll do chicago something You've about said that before and i think it's so weird hey I, I know i just I, well i have to th- i don't really do musicals but i'll do chicago It upset me at the end of A Life Less Ordinary when they started singing. Lipshits. Sorry. No more. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck happened to this movie? (laughs) Well, I think uh, what got me—remember Moulin Rouge back in the day? Yeah. Uh, Not a fan. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't my thing. It's just musicals in general. I can't handle them. And really theatery kids singing really upsets me. Well, and I feel like our friends who were girls pushed that movie on me. You know what I mean? like it was like now we're gonna watch moulin Rouge. our friends that were girls would choreograph dances to britney spears songs and then do them in public well i mean they are the ones who helped me choreograph for spice girls when we were in eighth grade so it came in handy i knew you needed help with that we practiced for two days in a backyard <laughs> in eighth grade i would have done that with a bunch of girls too yeah i liked uh, kelly pointed out that the movie opened with the same song as the opening of wet hot american summer did it yes shit which she's in i know i haven't seen it in a while because then there was the like the follow-up right i didn't catch that i didn't catch that damn yeah jefferson starship okay i mean like you said though the music in this was it was good you know it was the it was really good good, it had a good choice it was like a tasteful 80s reference you know like it it felt like the 80s because of the music but it wasn't obvious 80s songs they weren't obscure, but I mean, they weren't like the ones that we've heard in every other. There wasn't movie. like uh, "You Spin Me Round" and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like really, I feel like a lot of the times when they make movies like this, they just overpack it with really mainstream '80s stuff. White wedding. That's why like Donny Darko was so impressive. Was it was like a part of the '80s music that you didn't hear in movies, and I think that this had the same vibe. Only it was used to an effect that was just to create atmosphere unless they don't use music in movies like they used to we had so many directors that like came from music videos back in the day Mm -hmm. that i think that's why we got so much full song with vocals laid over a scene now they're really like good at mixing it back and you can't tell it's there or in movies like gatsby where they throw in jay-z that always weirds me out (laughs) (laughs) you know i watched something else recently that was like a place back in time, but had modern music. Well, Elvis, that new Elvis kind of oh, does yeah. that in places. There's like modern music in certain sequences of the film, and it's like, oh, it catches you off a little bit. But you're like, okay, it, it fits. It fits good enough. Like it had its origin in the, in Elvis, and that sort of. I don't even know if it had its origin in Elvis. Just it fit in good with the scene. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was that deep. No. Nah. <laughs> like no, good thought though <laughs> Like that would have been fucking awesome but yeah. Elsa and Olaf solid like slasher movie opening I was like oh it's a slasher movie immediately we're doing this werewolf cold open well Elsa and Olaf I was like dude, you watch Frozen I know <laughs> isn't that weird you think she did that on purpose I don't know I don't even think I put it together until you just said it and I was like eh. I've never seen Frozen so I only knew that because Somebody wrote it on IMDb. Yeah, man. But I was like, she looks familiar. She's Aloy in the Horizon games, but not her voice, just her face. No. Yes. That actress, the first person to die in the movie. Yeah. Other than Matthew Reese, She was Aloy's face. That's cool. And I don't know her expressions or something, but I was like, she looks so familiar. (laughs) And then when I was watching, I was like, she looks like fucking Aloy. And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, she's her face model. Oh, well, you got some hours on there. You should know her face. I got a lot of hours. <laughs> it's like if you didn't recognize the face, maybe, hey, did you really play? Yeah. Rest in peace, Lance Reddick. He's in it. Okay. Xbox boy. <laughs> um, no, how about the back and forth between the kids? Oh, my God. The way they talked to each other was great. Those actors were perfect. It was awesome. <laughs> and then you're like, are they going to eat it? Some of it felt really natural, like the way they were talking to each other. Oh, and what was it like? Your dad has definitely tried cocaine or something like that. Just some of that back and forth, man. I do it with him after church. Yeah, (laughs) he's making up the story. And I like that they referenced the D.A.R.E. officer without actually saying. She was like, the guy at the assembly, he showed us this. Mm -hmm. Like pictures just like this. Everything they did. I think that's why Elizabeth Banks was worried. Because she was going on things and being like, we'll see if this ruins my career. <laughs> because in no way does this, this only made me respect her more. Also, I'm me. But like little kids doing cocaine, even yeah. if they're eating it. Yeah. i they spit oh, ta- it out immediately. Yeah, we talked about it. like that's, But I mean, so they, one way or another, they knew what it was. One way or another, they got a little cocaine in the system. And that's what I'm saying. And in this movie, they eat it. And it's like, damn! But like, that's maybe what a kid would it's do. A fucking tablespoon, too. Oh yeah, I mean, their their faces definitely would have been numb. <laughs> yeah, that was a Scarface amount of cocaine yeah. that they put on that knife. Intense. <laughs> oh my god. Ray Liotta. I didn't know if this really was the last movie. You know, we and I, when we started, I was like, I think this was the last movie. I was like, there may be one more that he's got. Like he worked on. More stuff. This was the last one he finished production on, mm. so he had just come in to do ADR and saw the like bear and was real excited about the bear. Mm-hmm. And then he went back to work. I think he was South yeah, America because he was working on something when he passed away. Yes, yeah, that's right. So it wasn't the last movie he's gonna pop up in. Like he's got he's got credit, but it was the last one he finished. Got it. Cocaine bear, good one for him, and awesome way to go. If that was the last. Ray Liotta movie, like the full one. Yeah, I really appreciate. It. This is a very him thing to do. He's so funny and scary as shit. Yeah, what's uh, what was that one with Kurt Russell? Law, uh, where he was the dirty cop, and Madeline Stowe was in it. Unlawful Entry. I think it was called Unlawful God, Entry. Such a weird '90s movie, '90s <laughs> crime thriller, like archive in the back of your brain. Unlawful Entry. Um, Kurt Russell. I think it was Madeline Stowe, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta came out a cop- around the time of uh, Copycat, Sigourney it was, Weaver. I think it was around the time of Tombstone, maybe. Oh, man. That's way back. Yeah. I feel like I was maybe third grade-ish. Madeline Stowe. What but, happened to you? Yeah. I think she still pops up in things. Like, she you really? Can t- you can tell because I got she squeaky. on USA now? Yeah, I think she pops up in things. <laughs> <laughs> Madeline Stowe's in some movies. Here. She's in some stuff. <laughs> She was in the 12 Monkeys. I think she was somebody's grandma. <laughs> Madeline Stowe. How do I turn into the ref from Eight Crazy Nights? That's a technical foul. Kind of like the grandma from the Play With Your Cock and Balls. Play sketch. with your cock and balls for you, Mama. Uh, 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 make you a sandwich. I'm going to make you a sandwich over here with some BNAs. Sorry, Margot Martindale, her fucking lipstick in that outfit. Looked ridiculous for some reason to yeah. me. But, I mean, like country grandma, right? But country grandma that never had kids. That's mm-hmm. one of those things that makes me be like, I could be a park ranger. Yeah, she could be a ma. You know, ma. Oh, for sure. She was like a ma. She basically was in Justified. Like, she was like the, <sighs> the old lady running a drug syndicate. Was Justified the Timothy Oliphant? Yes. Okay, I never saw it. Oh, it's great. Shit. It's a long one, but it's mm-hmm. great. So the manager at Hollywood Video when I first started had the biggest crush on Timothy Oliphant. Like anything that he was in, she knew. She knew all the Timothy Oliphant movies. She was right? like, have you seen Hitman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to stroke his head. Um, I still go to Go and The Crazies. That's a nice spread as but far as Go being far apart. Crazies. I always go Deadwood. Dead- I didn't do Deadwood either, so it was hard. Deadwood is good. And they finished it, which I haven't watched the end. What so. was the other thing? Boardwalk Empire? Boardwalk it was good. I didn't do that one either. It was a little. Uh, it was around that Mad Men time, so it mm, had that pace. Mm. So it wasn't like a Sopranos paced mm. show. David and Eddie, their interactions with each other were hilarious. Yes. Little Han Solo didn't want to be there. No, not at all, man. I got the vibe that Ray Liotta was pretty happy his wife was dead. Oh, his dude's fucking Jersey. tattoo said John, and her name is Joan. <laughs> was it six days? <laughs> six days of later john. i was like wait what was the six days thing tattoo the yeah because it was tattoo. six days of john six days of john <laughs> fuck i'm gonna get a tattoo that says six days of john There, that's a damn <laughs> i won't you can have it no nah. no it's dirty <laughs> it's dirty it's dirty the needles are dirty it's tainted what is a good name for a uh, little ice cube is the ice chips <laughs> i've thought about this crushed ice it would be ice. so much easier if he was Ice T's kid because we could call him lowercase iced tea <laughs> <laughs> no i think pebble ice crushed ice pebble ice is too specific crushed ice is kind of hard ice? crushed it, ice i guess that's a good rapper name crushed ice i yeah. feel like that's got a little more you know meat to it yeah pebble ice is like what he comes off as friendlier, or more approachable than his father Denna thieves. I put that on to go to sleep a while back. When uh, the Dude champs try to mug him in the bathroom, that was like one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. Yes, and the main one, the one that mustache that goes along with him, <laughs> he looks like somebody mixed Macaulay Culkin and Sam Rockwell together. Yes, maybe maybe like a little like the party monster Macaulay Culkin and a smudge of Justin Long. A little, yeah, yeah, like just like a droplet little bit of it, droplet of Justin Long just in a, there, yeah. I like Justin Long. I bet he'd be cool to hang out with. I'd like to hang out with Justin he Long. He was in Tusk, I mean. I haven't seen Tusk. Mad respect. I almost watched that on Monday or Tuesday, dude. We may have to do Tusk for this at some <sighs> point. I almost hit that. We've never done a Kevin Smith movie. I keep waiting to do the cult thing for Red State to appear somewhere. One bedroom might not be on Hulu anymore or wherever I saw it last. It's just a newer one. We could find a replacement for that, but I feel like Red State is. I've seen Red State, I feel like, but I don't remember it. But I feel like I watched it on Netflix. I was like, "Oh, that sounds good." And I feel like I watched it. I just don't. Rec- we went. We went through this. You haven't. I showed you the trailer, and you were like, "I remember the trailer, but I don't. I don't think I've seen this movie." Was that one of those? Yeah. Fuck. Why is it so familiar? Did I start it? Maybe. I don't know. It'll be brand new to you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the tree climbing scene. Oh. Fucking amazing. Because you know that. Yeah, you'd have that energy to sprint up that fucking tree so fast jesse tyler ferguson i've never seen him in anything else other than modern family because he's mitchell on modern family didn't watch modern family you should you'd love it everybody said it's that. such a good show everybody said it It makes me feel like i'm at home <laughs> yeah it's on the list man. it has so much like stuff from our childhood brought to like a modern day family comedy mm. i mean you put fucking al bundy in it that's our entry point right there <laughs> Good mix of cast though. And Carrie Russell, that's like Carrie Russell is a good actress, man. I think I was real dismissive of Felicity back in the day. And then when I watched The Americans, I was like, these people are all fucking great. Well, she's in one of my favorite alien movies. What's that movie called? In It Dark Skies? Yeah. Bad CGI in that one. You thought? A little bit, yeah. The swirling. Swirling. Maybe I'm getting Darkness Falls and uh that movie confused but when peter sticks his whole fucking face in that cocaine and and climbs that tree yeah. he just has it all over his fucking that's what, face he trips and falls yeah that's what it was he does the trip and the face plan in it and then he's like oh, what, what and then the look on his face is like oh shit and the scratches on park ranger liz's butt uh, yeah, the gore in this was really good but not overdone because you didn't see a ton of that no and she even said she cut a scene out of it because she was like, I felt like we were in the emotional part of the story and we didn't need to make you be like, oh, man. Like thigh ass meat that was cut. That yeah. was a good one. Or when Peter's leg falls out of the tree and hits him. And that's the thing. <laughs> if it's black, fight bra- fight back. It's brown, lay down. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought you should just always fight back. No, because the brown bear is more aggressive. And if you're docile and not a threat, it's more likely to leave you alone. To lose interest. Yes. But black bear, you can scare them. They startle. So be loud, be aggressive, stomp, make noise. They're smaller. Yeah. Black bears are cute. (laughs) Ah. I mean, yeah, uh, fucking, that's the one time I saw them that we were on the Alaskan Railroad and the train stopped to let bears cross the tracks. Yeah, they look like big ampersands, big old fat ampersands. The run, big ass goofy (laughs) bear run. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. That's fucking adorable. That's the fucking wilderness. (laughs) <laughs> everything's bigger in texas except alaska it's true and then back at the station when the ambulance comes <laughs> yes i can't believe how many like back-to-back scenes of me being like oh yeah yeah like you knew something was coming and yeah when he opens that door and like the bear head comes out of the shadow like just real slow group, he's like oh shit <laughs> the back off with the door shut we should leave oh so great i was i was hoping they'd make it i wanted them to make it but of course they couldn't make it sheriff liz falling out of that ambulance was just oh, the icing on the cake that was such a good one this was brutal dude All right, sheriff park ranger park ranger park ranger nice touch yeah she didn't hold back with the gore and i think that's what really made me just i wanted to stand up while i was watching <laughs> it you know well and didn't part of you think because you know they pass around the road towards the end did party be like, is she going to say something like. Arr! Well, when that kid says, I don't want to look at it, but I feel like I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. No, the kids in this movie were great. And the <laughs> kids wrestling belt. <laughs> How many allowances did that take? Oh, like a million, but it was worth it. <laughs> and then I forgot he had it on. And then later I noticed it again and was like, oh, right. yeah." Yeah. Well, who was it? The park ranger calls him little girl get down or something and he was like wait is that a little girl and i was like no and then i was like wait <laughs> <laughs> but no i was like no it's just her being like an old old lady i was yeah. like that's all she, like she, it, he has long he hair. has long hair exactly it's 1985 yeah little kid with long hair they're but gonna call him a little girl when she asked me that it i thought wait n- 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 and i was like no way not gonna happen oh, like I'm <laughs> like not hit the mic with my elbow <laughs> Dee Dee's trail she left how, it was like a million miles. Yeah, she really had to stretch out the supplies because okay, they didn't start right away. Did the bear drag her to the cave, mm. or did she she just ran to the cave? Yeah, I think and so. just happened to end up at the bear's cave. Yeah, but it was probably it was like obviously opposite end of the cave. She was still trying to get to that waterfall. Yeah, because the bears were on the waterfall side. That was a trek though. Mm-hmm. i think it was just because they had to drag it out all the way through the other plot threads mm-hmm. like they were like let make it really far and it's funny it was and i like how that was uh, like your core story i guess um well but was it there was core story happening in two different lanes of the movie because there was the rescue the search and Where rescue was and then there was the and david by no means was it a search uh, and rescue it was the mom looking for her daughter yeah and then there was david and eddie and they had the other looking for the cocaina and their story of uh becoming best friends i don't think you could necessarily say that detective bob was a core story no but he had a nice story he was like the the herald he's the guy who comes along and keeps the story moving god some of his fucking lines were so ridiculous <laughs> when he's asking her about that dog in that first scene and he's like does your dog fetch and stuff <laughs> i loved his awkward forwardness i don't know how to say it it was it was cute it was those little like half whispered lines that were really the funny things coming out of that guy good guy i really like that he couldn't get down from that gazebo i'm just looking for the best <laughs> <laughs> i mean let's be real i mean what's even funny was like why'd you get up there jump what do you say like he jumped out of that tree next yeah to it Like, messed up my knee a little or some shit. And it's like, yeah, old man-itis. Shit happens. Like, you think it's not that far, and then you're like, fuck, that hurt. And then I I love when they find sad Olaf sitting. I forgot about him. I just assumed he died after uh, his lady I knew he was going to come back eventually. He just had been sitting there the whole time. Game of Thrones. He wants that Brianna Tarth. Yeah. Tall, tall lady. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, his eyes. Those are... That was my favorite interaction, I think, in that entire series. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker looks like he's in Mastodon. Yeah, just hardcore wildling, man. Just seeing like, oh shit, this is an Amazon. Well, like a medieval Amazon. I really like that the bear cubs were all getting into the cocaine, too. They were hyped. She was like, they're harmless. <laughs> uh, no nah, man, everybody was partying. It was the 80s. The way she reacts when he asks her if she has ever done cocaine and she's like like wearing that fucking jumpsuit jumpsuit like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and great talk you know what i mean i love the motherly approach like hey like she knew what he was saying yeah that was like good 80s mom parenting yeah you don't get that these days no now you're fucking going off to some fucking camp or just changing schools i guess that's what they did in our day everybody's got a course they're vaping <laughs> they're vaping don't know what's in that vape causes pneumonia these days do you have to play that off you're like it's nicotine or you're like wait, no it's weed which is worse <laughs> which one is worse it just depends on if it's bootleg or not um <laughs> really glad to see Ray Liotta when Ray, Ray Liotta. Liotta kicks those cubs that was a very Ray Liotta like I'll do that yeah well and then you're like well for sure Sid's gonna die we knew Sid was going to die when he didn't want to watch his kid's kid. Well, yeah, so at the beginning, like, you know, they're meeting at, like, a kid's place with, like, a playscape and fast food. It was a Chuck E. Cheese, for sure. It was 1985. Well, but you're like, oh, so it's an inconspicuous spot. it's like, no, he's there watching his grandkid. Because, <laughs> you know, like, movies like that, you know, classic setup, like, oh, let's meet somewhere you know public broad daylight i like that david wanted to get some food first yeah and he's like won't we'll take that long um i was surprised he wasn't like why do you want to eat here <laughs> like i said you just thought it was that inconspicuous place i was like no he's there with his grandson oh and I, when he's talking to him on the phone later and he's like god damn, like talking to the kid like nice little touch and like, i'm gonna watch no escape i know you are i'm gonna watch the shit out him with that rocket gun or whatever that was on the cover when you went to go rent it at the video store <laughs> weird little rocket gun or a missile gun no escape ray Liotta. when they fell off the waterfall that was when the nurse thing came into play they set up her being a nurse at the very beginning of the movie she could have been anything you could have not told us what her profession was at all just somebody to apply pressure i did really appreciate when she comes home from her nursing shift and she gets woken up by the phone like the moment she like, she relaxes to relax her reaction was solid because yeah. the old phones would scare the shit out of you mm-hmm. if you were in a dead, quiet house. That little switch, though, turn that shit off. Who did that, though? I'd turn that shit off. <laughs> but then you'd forget that you turned that shit off and you didn't always have a fucking answering machine. You remember my phone in high school? The leopard one? Yes. Because it was one of the- It had the pink feather bow around it. It was a chick magnet. I think I had a green portable phone. Like, I thought it was cool that it was green. Later, I think I bought a cordless phone from a pawn shop for my bedroom. And it was, like, from 1990. Nah, man, my mom would get that tax return. I'd be like, i get a new portable phone. Get the VTech. <laughs> We're going to Target. <laughs> <laughs> it's the rich store. <laughs> I also like when they fell off the waterfall that he says, fuck this entire journey. <laughs> It was a journey though, and for all the blow in it, I... yeah, because you know when I'm taking notes, I'm writing down hero's journey plot points. Dude, whenever the bear would like catch, you know the things that would get the bear, like when it said and it catches like the oh, its <laughs> face when it would realize that oh, there's cocaine over there on the wings of love. <laughs> I like that Ray Liotta says that they have sand in their pussies. <laughs> cocaine Christmas. <laughs> It was a good one. Uh, what At the time, IMDb had it at a 6.0. I mean, how can you go into a fucking movie called Cocaine Bear without anything but optimism? I think this was one of the most enjoyable movies that we've done for this podcast. I think it, as soon as I heard about this movie, it was one of my most anticipated watches. You wanted to go to the theater really bad yeah? Just... see this and then do the podcast right afterwards. And I would have been totally down to do it. Which just It was in the theater for like a week and a half. Yeah, I didn't really. I don't know. I understand the why, but it's not Snakes on a Plane. And that's what I think most people think this movie was going to be. But she did a really good job, and everybody put like 100% into every part in the movie. And I just I definitely like this way more than Snakes on a Plane. Oh, me too. This is way better than Snakes. On a Plane. Snakes on a Plane is not good. Snakes on a Plane has its place. Yeah, but nothing she did in this was trying to be that like overly gratuitous. She really rode the line all the way through the movie. I'm not going to go all the way into this gory, make the violence funny. Was thing. there nudity in this movie? There not wasn't at all. No nudity. No strip club with the drug dealers. No. No. There wasn't. They went to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. There was no nudity and in this movie. And then he met Eddie at a diner. Yeah, but gore and children are doing cocaine. Yeah, I mean you're. Di- you know. That was the line she she felt like <laughs> fine crossing. <laughs> you got to pick your battles in the industry. I understand industry. why she was worried, but it's awesome. It was tasteful. I mean, you've been in multiple James Gunn projects. So if you have his sense of humor and then you make Cocaine Bear. And I want to see this guy has another movie. The writer has another movie coming out called Borderline with Samara Weaving. Who's that? She was in uh, Ready or Not. She was uh, Bill's daughter in Bill and Ted. She's the babysitter in The Babysitter. Oh, The Blonde. Yes. Okay. She's in a lot of shit. Tons. I'm a fan. Yeah. She's good. She's been a... Damn. She's funny. She plays a good, like, scream queen. I'm glad he's making a movie with her. Next time on The Last Video Store Clerks, we're going to watch Wild Things. (laughs) You decided. It is decided. (laughs) Oh, Denise Richards. I think this is going to be a good conversation because people think Wild Things. If you didn't see Wild Things back in the day, you think it's something it isn't. It is a pretty good movie. And it's been a while since I watched it, but I think it's holding up over the years. The thing is, is I remember the, you know what I mean? When was the last time you saw Wild Things? If I had to put a year on it. Was there a nine in the year? Well, 06 to 08 so it's been a long time. Yeah. i watched it more recently than that. And I know it's going to be good again. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested in seeing how you, your memory of it and being like, oh, right. It's this kind of movie. But I do think that this is a movie that gets a bum rap. I can't remember exactly, but I don't think it's as sexy as we remember it being. No, there's outside of that scene. I think there's maybe one other scene that's like a sexual scene. But I mean, that might be it. That's what we remember, because back then that was the time of advertising. That was what they needed to do to advertise this movie. Well, and that's what got mentioned in all the shows and the parodies. And the, you know what I mean? Like that was what people talked about was that scene. I'm interested in doing a little bit of a deep dive because it's an older movie. Mm -hmm. I can look up a lot of stuff about this one. They had a three-way I felt so weird <laughs> saying three-way. Three-way. What do I normally say? The menage a trois. Yeah, but I don't say that either. You call it an Eiffel Tower, right. Noveland Steamer, Fish Hooking, Donkey Punch, Rusty Trombone, Rusty Trombone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us for the last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at the Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at DispatchesFromThePit.com.